This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. And now your host, he recently formed a Chamber Chat Champions Facebook group to make the podcast a more interactive experience. He's my dad, Brandon Burton. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to the Chamber Chat Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Burton, and it is my goal to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor for this episode is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Is your chamber struggling to drive the revenue it needs to support your initiatives? It's a common problem, and one that our new title sponsor, Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions, knows a lot about. Doug and Bill Holman aren't just sales consultants, they're real-life chamber guys with 20-plus years of chamber leadership experience. They know how to diagnose and solve member recruiting issues faster and better than anyone else, and they're ready to put that knowledge to work for you and your chamber. Call the Holman Brothers today at 619-852-1391 or check them out at holmanbros.com. That's H-O-L. M-A-N-B-R-O-S dot com. Our guest for this episode is Adrian Cole. Adrian is the president and CEO of the Raleigh Chamber of Commerce and leads the Triangle's largest business membership organization, representing two-thirds of the private sector employment in Wake County. With more than 25 years of experience, Adrian previously served as the Chamber's Senior Vice President of Economic Development and Executive Director of Wake County Economic Development. Adrian and her team support the interests of the local business community while building a thriving regional economy, enhancing the community's quality of life, and strengthening member businesses. Adrian's core focus areas are the key drivers of this community and include economic development, diversity, equity, and inclusion, government affairs, transportation, workforce development, talent, entrepreneurship, leadership development, and small business. Since 2014, Adrian and Wake County Economic Development, a program of the Raleigh Chamber, announced more than 54 corporate relocations and expansions totaling over $4.9 billion in capital investments and created more than 22,523 jobs. These figures include announcements from global companies such as Infosys, Microsoft, Pendo, Bandwidth, Apple, Fujifilm, Biosynth Biotechnologies, Google, and Amgen. Adrian serves on numerous boards, including the Board of Directors and Executive Committee for the Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives. Adrian's a graduate of Meredith College and received a master's in public administration from Appalachian State University. Adrian has been the recipient of the Triangle Business Journal's Women in Business Award and CEO of the Year Award. She has also been recognized by Business North Carolina as Top 100 Influencer in North Carolina and their Power 100 list. Adrian and her husband live in Raleigh and have three children. Adrian, I am excited to have you with me today on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love for you to just take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions listening and share something interesting about yourself so we can get to know you better. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really honored to um, to be with you and, and to share some of what we're working on in Raleigh and with the Raleigh Chamber. Um, but yeah, a hearty hello to my chamber colleagues across the country. 
Um, I, I get so many good ideas from them and bounce ideas off of them and learn and just have so much respect for what they're doing in their communities. Um, you know, when I first moved into this profession, um, <clears throat> you know, it was described to me as a, as an avocation, not necessarily a vocation. And, you know, chamber leaders tend to be really passionate, mission-driven people who care so much about their communities. And um, so, yeah, the opportunity to say hello to all of them today and, and, and wish them well and hope that everything's going well in their communities is, is a real treat. So thank you. It is a, a great community and a great network when you get into chamber world. So we all For have a sure. lot to learn from each other. For sure. Such inspirational leaders. Yeah. That's right. Well, share with us a little bit more about the the Raleigh Chamber. So we know you're a chamber and and from your bio, you guys obviously handle economic development mm -hmm. um, things, but let us know, you know more about your chamber, maybe size, budget, staff, sure. that sort of thing, just to kind of give perspective as we get into our, our topic for today. Thank you. Yes. So the Raleigh Chamber is... Um, I guess you would categorize us as a larger chamber. So um, about 1,800 members, give or take, <laughs> uh, you know, a few, um, 42 full-time staff and an annual budget of about $9 million. So certainly not the largest out there, but not the smallest either. Um, we, while our name is the Raleigh Chamber, what we go by the Raleigh Chamber, our, our legal name is the Greater Raleigh Chamber of Commerce. We are, many of our programs are regional, so expand outside of the city of Raleigh proper, but we work super collaboratively with other chambers in our region. So <clears throat> Wake County has 12 municipalities, Raleigh being the largest. Most of those municipalities have their own chambers of commerce. And so we work closely with our colleagues across not only Wake County, but into Durham County, work closely with the Durham Chamber, um, Chapel Hill Chamber, uh, our friends to the East as well. Um, in economic development, I know we're going to talk more about that, but also in other areas of our business and other business lines. Um, so, so yeah, that's it in a nutshell. We um, we like to think that we're an entrepreneurial bunch and that while there are things that we've been doing for a long time, that we also aren't afraid to launch new initiatives. Um, one of the one of the newer initiatives being the Triangle Diversity, Equity, and Inclusivity Alliance, which we launched in March of 2019. Very good. That definitely gives some perspective to where you're you're coming from, which I think is going to be an important for our discussion today, as we focus our our interaction around the idea of economic development as a team sport. Right. And I think that is a great perspective to take as we as we look at economic development, especially as you guys are positioned as in kind of that regional partnerships that you'd mentioned there, that we will get into this discussion as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. 
run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts, allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. All right, Adrian, we are back. Uh, as I mentioned, we'll, we'll be talking about economic development as a team sport. So why don't you, let me hand the mic over to you and tell us a little bit more about how you partner with the other mm-hmm. economic entities throughout your region, um, mm-hmm. some of the cities, counties, other chambers. What, is, what does that look like and how you guys have approached the economic development in your region? Yeah, thanks, Brandon. So, you know, we really, really believe that we're stronger together. And um, we're not Pollyanna about that. <laughs> we know that there are complexities to that and, and there's different dynamics in each community. But we, we really do believe that if we move forward together and put a unified front together for as a region, that we're going to be stronger as it relates to economic development. And so just as an example, Uh, It is not unusual for a site selection consultant or a company to reach out and say, we're considering Raleigh for our relocation, but they don't mean the municipal boundaries of Raleigh. They're they're meaning the broader sense of Raleigh. And very often they mean the research triangle region. And so it is not unusual for us to then team up with our partners in Durham. So the Durham Chamber um, leads economic development for Durham. So Durham Economic Development is a part of the Durham Chamber. And we will do a joint submission. So we may have received a request for proposals or a request for information from a client. And we will team up, do a joint submission, work that project together, recognizing that the client's going to make the decision that works best for them. Do they want to partner more closely with Duke University or do they want to partner more closely with North Carolina State University? That may drive their decision on whether they locate in downtown Durham or downtown Raleigh as an example. Um, Do they feel a greater affiliation for the feel in in one of those communities over the other? And, And And we're fine with that. (laughs) And so when a project lands in another community that that is a neighboring community to Wake County, we celebrate that win as a region. Um, We have lots of structures that support that collaboration. So not only are we intentional about it from a leadership standpoint, but we also facilitate that through a regular cadence of meetings. So once a month, um, we have a, a meeting that we call the regional roundtable, and it is Uh, myself, our executive director of Wake County Economic Development, the Durham Chamber President, Jeff Durham, his head of Durham Economic Development, um, Aaron Nelson from the Chapel Hill Chamber joins us, and his um, government affairs person, Katie Lubis, joins because the Chapel Hill Chamber doesn't do economic development, but he's still an important partner in the regional discussion. We also include the president and CEO of the Research Triangle Park Foundation. That's the group that manages the park, which the park straddles Wake and Durham counties. And we include uh, the executive director of the Research Triangle Regional Partnership, which is a 10 county effort focused on marketing the region externally for for economic development. So he does a lot of foreign direct investment work. He's marketing uh, the region across the country and really across the globe. 
we meet monthly in this regional roundtable to share what we're working on, what projects may have reached out to us, what challenges we may be facing, are there needs around transportation and transit? Is there a public policy issue that we need to tackle? And that regular cadence of meetings builds the relationship over time and, and helps us operate from a place of trust. And I think that, you know, it sounds super simple, but we do that in other areas of our business too. And I think it's a really important role that chambers of all sizes can play a part in and can lead regardless of whether they do economic development. I know we're talking specifically about economic development as a team sport, and it is, we are so much stronger as a team than we are as individual organizations or at war with our neighbors. Um, but it but it translates across and beyond economic development. And, and I hope we have a chance to talk a little bit about that too. I will also share that the Research Triangle Regional Partnership is a 10 county effort to market the region. We have structures that allow us and facilitate the collaboration so that we're not competing with one another for funding. So we support our economic development work financially through a, a program called EDGE. And it's a five-year funding program. We're in EDGE 6 now. So this is the sixth iteration of the five-year campaign. Companies make five-year pledges to support our economic development work. 20% of the private sector dollars we raise goes to support the Research Triangle Regional Partnership. So we are their largest funder. And as a result, they're not out fundraising also, creating a competitive oh, yeah. landscape for us. Yeah. So that really, so we have structures in place that facilitate that collaboration. And then we have, so that sort of creates that foundation. And then we have an intentional leadership that's guiding those conversations and making it a priority. So, wow, you've covered a lot of good stuff already. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I've been taking notes here. And, um, so as I circle back around, you had mentioned how you celebrate any success in the region which yes. I think is huge instead of being, you know, having that competitive nature when it comes to economic development, realizing that, you know, if a, if a big major corporation moves to, to Durham, that's Easily. still going to support your community because there's all those other businesses support that are going to move and, and the Absolutely. businesses that are already there are going to get a boost because they're helping to support the business. So it's all so interconnected. Um, but I think the example you gave of, of Aaron at the Chapel Hill Chamber being a part of your roundtable, even though Chapel Hill Chamber doesn't specifically handle economic development, mm -hmm. he still has a seat at the table. So he's still right. involved. He's still being a team player with economic right. development in the region, which I think is so important. No matter what the size of your chamber is, or if you officially have an economic development responsibility, mm -hmm. there still is a role for every chamber to play. Absolutely. In the, you know, he's a very important partner and, you know, he may not be doing project handling specifically, but he's very engaged in conversations that are creating the environment where companies can be successful if they're here or want to move into. Right. And so we have a, a regional public policy agenda that we work on with 18 chambers in our region to align public policy initiatives, some of which are focused around economic development. And, you know, so that's creating that, that uh, the product, the community, the, the quality of place that companies want to then invest in. And so it's supporting our economic development work. 
Aaron is an incredibly important partner in our regional transportation alliance. So RTA is a program of the Raleigh Chamber. It's 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 sort of powered out of our organization, but it is a standalone restricted fund effort focused on mobility in the region. It's a business-led organization focused on mobility. Transportation and transit is incredibly important to economic development. Aaron in the Chapel Hill Chamber is deeply involved in RTA. And so, you know, it's all interconnected. And that speaks to the team element of it too. You know, we really, we really work in silos at our detriment yes. and at our peril. And, and if you can come together as a community around some of these things and work together on them um, and provide not only the united front to the client that might be looking to move a major life science project in or an information technology project in or an advanced manufacturing project in, but then you're also working together to create and maintain the, the quality of place that you want to maintain, then, then your entire region is better for it. Absolutely. And so that that segues well into, the, I wanted to, to come back to the, the regional leadership roundtable. Mm. Um, kind of, because like you said, it is so much more than just economic development. You guys mm-hmm. are able to cover a lot of different faculties that kind of, they're interconnected in making your region attractive for these other, right. for these businesses to come and, and be a part of. Um, what was the, the origins for this round table, um, who leads it, who creates the agenda. So, right. Well, yeah, just kind of, so I'm asking these questions just so somebody listening, if they wanted to create something similar sure. in their area, how does that look like and how does it function? Yeah. So I cannot take credit for the, the creation of the cadence of meetings because the regional round table is just one <laughs> of yeah. the regular meetings we have. We can talk about the others, but um, you know, the person who I really point to and give credit to creating this, um, these, uh, the muscle memory around collaboration and the, the fabric that really um, creates this tapestry of collaboration was Harvey Schmidt. You know, Harvey was the longtime president and CEO of the Raleigh Chamber here for 21 years. I worked with him for years on our economic development team. Um, tremendous mentor to me. I feel like I carry a little Harvey around on my shoulder everywhere I go, whispering in my <laughs> ear, which is not a bad thing. Um, and, you know, Harvey was really a front runner in terms of regionalism and, and regional thinking, and then put structures in place to facilitate that. So he and the then leader of the Research Triangle Park and the then leader of the Durham Chamber and others came together to say, we, we have to work together as a region. They even went so far as to um, initiate, it was a, a program that had, a, had, a, had its own brand and its own mark and all that, but, but it was really to get people thinking around regionalism and it was called a family of communities. And the thinking behind it is that every community can have its own personality, not dissimilar to the members of a family, but that as a family would, you have shared values and shared things that you were working on and shared things that you come together around and that we as a region could operate as a family of communities. And so that allows Durham to still have Durham's personality and and what makes Durham unique. And the town of Cary has its own personality and what makes Cary unique. 
And Raleigh has what it make, what makes Raleigh unique and Chapel Hill, what makes Chapel Hill unique. And you're not, you're not diluting that by coming together and working together. And so that was done in the 90s, that effort around a family of communities. And from that came this sort of regular cadence of meetings that, that we um, that we protect and that we maintain and that people are committed to. So I mentioned the regional roundtable. We also do a, um, a quarterly effort with, with regional chambers coming together to, to share what they're working on. We do, um, every other month, we bring uh, the economic developers from the 12 municipalities that we support with Wake County Economic Development, we bring those economic developers together every other week, every other month rather, <laughs> to share what they're working on. And in those economic development organizations, some of them are in chambers in those communities. So for instance, the, the town of Cary's economic developers with the Cary Chamber, others are town employees. So, you know, at the Apex economic developer is a town employee. We don't care. We're bringing them all together to collaborate, to understand how we can support them through Wake County economic development and so that they're getting to know each other on a regular basis. Um, about every other month, the economic developers in the 10 county region that Research Triangle Regional Partnership represents come together to share. And we're pretty open. So we run a program called Work in the Triangle, which is a talent recruitment and retention effort to support economic development. If an economic developer in one of our 10 county area needs information or to utilize that as a tool for a recruitment effort that they are doing, they are welcome to it. So we're not we're not holding anything and saying that's ours. We're saying use it and own it and make it yours and and I hope it helps yeah. with what they're working on, right? And so I think that that just sort of openness but the openness is born out of this relationship building that happens over time where you're working with people who you know and trust and like and um, and, and then can move forward. I'll share one more, one more meeting that our chamber convenes that any chamber could do in their community, regardless of whether they do, you know, what their specific service lines are. And so we call it the leadership roundtable. Again, this was a Harvey, Harvey creation that I just tend to yeah. <laughs> and make sure it continues. <laughs> um, the leadership roundtable. So the first Friday of every month at 8 a.m., we host a meeting that includes our city manager, our mayor, our county commission chair, our county manager, our school board chair, school superintendent, head of the airport, head of our CVB, head of our downtown organization, head of the Research Triangle Regional Partnership, that marketing effort, head of the park, RTP, um, the head of our community college. So Wake Tech Community College is huge. We have 75,000 students in it. Um, we have leadership from our unit, from NC State University. Um, you get the point. Yeah. My executive leadership at the chamber attends. So we have business leaders in the room. Um, and they come together the first Friday of every month. We have a three-minute timer that we flip over if we're in person. If we're on Zoom, it's a timer on the Zoom call. Everybody does a three-minute update. There is no agenda. It's to share. The magic really happens before and after the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> it's a safe zone. So everybody has an agreement that what is shared in this room stays in this room unless explicitly discussed that there's a strategic reason to take to carry it outside of the room. I kind of 
it's organized by by our my office. So my executive assistant sends out the invitations. If someone stops showing up, though, they get a call from me. Where are you? We miss you. Your voice is important. We can't have the same discussion without you. And then the next meeting, they're there. These meetings have been happening for decades. And it creates this fabric of collaboration, that muscle memory. You've got people who are working together and coming together. And so when there's a problem, let's say there's a discrepancy in the amount of funding the county commission wants to give the school system. Those leaders have developed a relationship and can navigate that more smoothly than they could if they didn't know each other. The chamber is is the convener there. We're the conductor. And that convener conductor role is so powerful in communities, regardless of the um, service lines that that particular chamber does, whether it's economic development or public policy or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And I think the big thing that you're addressing there is the trust, Um, Mm -hmm. being able to to come together to to convene. Um, And it's a great example of how you guys are operating as a convener, but to, to cultivate a place of trust where people mm-hmm. can, can share the, the projects they have on their mind, things that are going on, struggles. And I see this um, operating a lot like a, people are familiar with the, the term of a mastermind, mm-hmm. you know, where you, you bring a group of people together and together, you know, your combined knowledge and experience, you know, is exponentially greater than any one to, you know, individual or any one organization, as I'll say yeah. in, in this And stance. people also develop an appreciation for what the other organization is facing and working on. And, and there's real power in that too. Um, because anything's, you know, anything's possible if you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and so it gives people an opportunity to have a better understanding of what their partner organizations and, and, you know, and to see those other organizations as their partner organizations. You know, in some communities, they don't even see each other as partner organizations. And they really, that's a missed opportunity. Um, And you asked earlier, you know, how how are the agendas set? You know, so this leadership roundtable I'm mentioning doesn't really have an agenda. The agenda is to share what you're working on. For our um, regional roundtable meetings that we started the conversation with, it's a crowdsourced agenda. You know, we send a note out that says, hey, looking forward to seeing everybody on this date send us your agenda items. We'll make sure that they're added to the list, you know, and, and so that way we're covering what everyone and, and, and the agenda pivots, depending, you know, if we've got a huge project that we're pursuing together, that might be the entire agenda, that economic development project. So is your office then collecting all those topics to create the agenda? Okay. Yeah, we are. And, you know, and we, we're the, we're, we're organizing it and, and, sending out the Zoom link or, you know, sending out the, the meeting reminder, but like those regional roundtable meetings aren't, we don't host them at our chamber. We're hosting them at the Research Triangle Park office because it's more central. Yeah. So we don't really, we're trying to facilitate it, but we don't feel the need that we have to own it. Sure. If that makes, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I love the the strategy that comes together by by bringing together all these, you know, different 
entities and different communities, being able to see the strengths that you each have and being able to support one another. And I think there's so much synergy that comes from mm-hmm. doing this and to tearing down those silos and those barriers between communities and really sharing the success, you know, across mm-hmm. community lines, <laughs> across right. boundaries that are uh, more or less, you know, fictional boundaries that are there, but right. um, really building up your, the greater community at large. I think you guys are setting a great example and obviously have great organizations that are, are a part of it with you and, and helping to see this vision through. So true. Um, I wanted to, to ask you if you would, if you have any maybe tips or action items for listeners that they might be able to, to take from our discussion and apply in their, you know, their own chamber to Mm, try mm -hmm. to bring them up to the next level and, and work towards maybe some of these synergies. Thank you for that question. Such a great question. Um, So I think, so one, one's going to be sort of specific to economic development and then just more broad. So I would just encourage anyone who is doing economic development to remember that companies don't care about municipal or County boundaries. Yeah. They don't care. They really are trying to tap your region. They're trying to tap your workforce in the region. They want to see that you've got a plan not only for today, but for 15, 20 years down the down the road. And they really like to see the collaboration. So you will better position your community if you are collaborating with your community colleges, with your colleges and universities, with your partner organizations, other chambers, other economic development organizations. So being open to that, and trying to move in that direction and um, socialize that idea also with the elected officials in, in their communities, because sometimes elected officials can be very, very, which it was, that's their job. Their job is to represent that unit of local government. But if, if they can encourage that collaborative teamwork, it will help their economic development strategy in the long run. So that that's one from just sort of a tactical standpoint. Um, the other, which is another Harveyism, I've got to give credit where credit is due, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is um, you know from a from a development of your your own opportunity as a chamber executive, you know he used to say, and I say it all the time, you can fake sincerity, but you can't fake showing up. So you have to be present. You've got to show up, even if you don't know exactly what your role is. You know, being being open from a place of wanting to help, um, to you know, not pushing in in like this forceful kind of way, but in a you know, how can I help as a as a professional? How can my organization help? What can we do to support this initiative that you are doing? Um, I think is such a great opportunity to broaden your own horizons. It creates opportunity, and then being open to that opportunity. I think is another thing that's really important for folks to remember. Um, I think you know approaching it with humility is always important, but but that that sort of recognizing that you've got to show up, you've got to be present, is is really important. That's right. Those are both great tips. I I love that quote. You can't fake. You can fake sincerity, but you can't fake showing up. You you got to show up. You got to show up. Thank Harvey for that one too. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so as we look to the future of chambers, how do you see the future of chambers and their purpose going forward? Mm, I think they are so important. And, you know, 
my observation of chambers is that, you know, they adapt to what their community needs often and every community is different. And so every chamber is different. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that adage of you've seen one chamber, you've seen one chamber. That being said, I think that chambers play such an important role. I mean, we've already touched on some of it, you know, serving as that convener, that conductor, that trusted partner. But I also think that chambers have the ability to find the middle ground in a way that other other organizations might not be able to. Um, you know, the, the ability to bring the private sector to the table with academia, with the nonprofit sector, with elected officials, to find common ground, to move communities forward, to move initiatives forward, I think chambers are uniquely positioned to do. And, and it's, it's such, it's always been an important role. I mean, the Raleigh Chamber is 132 years old. <laughs> so, and, and I was reading recently um, an annual, it was, a, it was a business plan for the coming year. And, and they were talking about a lot of the same things that we still talk about transportation and education and economic development and business support. And I was like, wow, I could have just picked this up and (laughs) plugged it back down again. But it speaks to how vitally important chambers are. And I think in this incredibly contentious world that we find ourselves in, um, chambers have just an immensely important role to play. They do. I, I, that, I was going to touch on that is that, you know, social media and the news outlets are making the job a little easier in a way for chambers to have that need in the community mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. find that middle ground, to bring people together, convene them in a way on a common purpose and moving your community forward. And exactly. I think that's, it, it takes special people, I believe, to work at a chamber, to be able to to have that vision, to bring people together from different backgrounds and, and do that successfully. So um, big thank you to all the, all the chamber professionals Absolutely. out there that are doing that successfully. So for sure, you know, and I, I remind my team that it's not about us. It's not about us. Mm-hmm. We are facilitators and, you know, we are, we are, we are servants. We are, um, you know, it's our job to, take care of this organization on behalf of the business community. Um, but it, it, it isn't about, it isn't about Adrian Cole. It's not about, it's not about us. It's a, and so we really don't care about the credit. Yeah. <laughs> We're really yeah. just trying to move the community forward so that it's a great place for us to live and, and work now, but we'll continue to be a great place to live and work for many, many years to come. And I think that chambers and the special people who run chambers get that. Absolutely. Well, I love the examples that you shared with us today. Um, I think you guys are, are setting a great example for, for other chambers to be able to look to and learn from, do some R&D, um, you know, do their, they're ripping off and duplicating. And um, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share any contact information or ways for oh, sure. listeners to reach out and connect if they'd like to learn more about some of these uh, partnerships and roundtables that you guys have established and and yeah. how you're doing things, what would be the best way for, for someone to reach out and connect? Absolutely. Happy to. So my email um, is A-C-O-L-E at raleighchamber.org. And feel free to shoot me an email at any time. And then my amazing executive assistant, Kelly Lockamy, who 
is wonderful on <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> we'll schedule a time for us to connect. And, and, you know, I'm always, always happy to share anything that we're doing if, if folks find it helpful. That is very helpful. I, I appreciate that. And we'll get your email in the show notes for this episode too, which will be found okay. at chamberchatpodcast.com slash episode 149. But Adrian, this has been a, a pleasure to visit with you. I love, again, these examples and and I love to see good synergy and teamwork coming together and, and being successful at it. So Thank great you. job. And, Thanks uh, so much. It makes the work fun for sure. I appreciate uh, you having me on. Thank you. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Would you be interested in creating even more value from the processes that you're already doing on a daily basis? Swipe It has been one of my sponsors for Chamber Chat from the beginning. Swipe It provides credit card payment solutions that will save your chamber up to 40% on your processing fees, and Swipe It can integrate your credit card processing seamlessly into your existing membership software. Swipe It does not charge chambers to switch, and they will make switching simple. In addition to these savings, Swipe It has an affinity program for Chambers of Commerce so you can earn more non-dues revenue to support your budget. Learn more about Swipe It by requesting your free cost savings analysis and become more profitable today by visiting chamberchatpodcast.com slash cc as in credit card. Again, that's chamberchatpodcast.com slash cc and you can join many other chambers as you begin swiping with swipe it